In the grim darkness of the second millennia, there is only a shitty podcast hosted by three dorks. A podcast about the grim darkness of the 41st millennia and how incredibly stupid it is. This is Grim Dorks. Hello everyone, welcome to Grim Dorks, a discussion podcast in the lore and story of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. I am Lehman Russ Eradicator John, and with me as always are my two favorite treaded engines of war. <laughs> what? Uh, hi, I am uh, Rhino Fuzzy. Um, uh... Say Baneblade! Oh, okay, uh, I'm Baneblade Brayden, because it fucking alliteration. Brayblade. Brayblade. Bra- Brainblade. Hey. Hey. Brayblade, let it rip. Brayblade, let it rip. <laughs> oh my. Okay, so, uh, this has been Grimdorks. Actually, uh, it is a special occasion today. I am wearing a hat. And that can mean one thing and one thing only. We're doing Imperial Guard. Oh, God. I'm scared, guys. If I run away in cowardice, he's gonna shoot me. The enemy oh, no. may kill you. Uh-huh. I will kill you. Oh, no. That's not good. And uh, in preparation for this episode, actually, Fuzzy and I played a game of Warhammer, which was odd. Uh, we did Necrons versus the, the bloppiest all-conscript army I've ever seen. <laughs> it was glorious. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you see, I just ordered them to keep shooting even more, so... 240 attacks around, baby! Yeah! Excellent. Yeah. Fun fact, uh, with 1,000 points, you, you audience at home, can shove uh, 9 units of 20 conscripts into an army, if you really wanted to. Why you would want to, I have no fucking idea, but you can! So, <clears throat> we're doing guard, and for that, we need to talk a little bit about what it means to be a world in the Imperium. Well, okay, we're talking about the Imperial Guard, we're back to humans, because okay. we, yeah. as we mentioned before, we're at that, we're at that point. We're, we're, we're running through two Xenos and then a human faction, each, each time, that's the cycle. And so here's our human faction, the Imperial Guard, a.k.a. the Astra Militarum. Right. In fake so, Latin. Should I start with current or past? I feel like we should talk about current, mostly. Alright, so we're going to do current first. So, any world in the Imperium <clears throat> is required to pay tithes. That is... Taxes. Just a, yeah. Welcome to it's, Feudalism uh, Plus, 41st Millennia Edition. So, the, the tithes are taken up by the Adeptus Administratum. That's who, who is in charge of that, and they require... Basically, whatever your planet is good at, we'll take some of that, whether it be producing raw goods or manufactured goods or soldiers, foreshadowing. And in addition to this, every so often a world is required to found a regiment of the Imperial Guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when a unit is founded, they are equipped based on the world they come from. Interesting. Right? Yeah. So, a spoiler for the future, this allows you the the listener/player to make quote your dudes end quote. Correct. So, you have regiments that come from worlds like Catachan. Yeah, you have you have Catachan who are all Rambo. We will get into specific regiments later. Excellent. But you, you have regiments like Katachan, the Katachan jungle fighters. And They're then you have Rambo. Cadians. And Cadians are like the stock guard unit that we'll get to in, in okay. a little bit. But And then you have you, regiments that come from like f- feral worlds where they don't even know what they're doing or where they're going. And they get dropped into a war zone fighting Tyranids with nothing but a bow and arrow. What? They don't last very long. 
Spoiler alert. <laughs> who are the guys who have bows and arrows? Uh, there's a classific- There's several classifications of world, and one of them is feral, which, like feral orc, yeah. very low technology. Okay. So they just kind of get shipped off. Uh, Interesting. I do know of my favorite uh, Imperial Guardsman Regiment, the Death Corpse of Krieg, <laughs> who are the most backwards people of World War One soldiers I've ever seen. We will it's definitely true. talk about them. So, a, a little bit for the listeners. Brayton is not totally in the dark on the Imperial Guard. Yeah. We played two sessions of uh, Fantasy Flight Games Only War, so he knows a little bit. Only minimal history of the Death Corps of Krieg. So, and right. that's about it. I know some names of some regiments, but nothing mm-hmm. in-depth enough that I'm still very unknowledgeable on the right. subject. So, every planet has something called the PDF. It's not a file format. It's a standing force. It's called the Planetary Defense Force. For okay. what it's worth, it's also a final file format. If you didn't know, just just <laughs> not- in case you weren't aware. I thought I'd let you know. It's also a, it's also that. Oh, shit. Hmm. Anyway. So... <laughs> PDFs exist, but it's generally... Uh, if, if the last line of defense, or the only line of defense is the PDF, you're pretty fucked. They're like they, they militia men. Useless. It's a lot of nepotism. So the, the highest ranks are going to be so useless. Yes, so <laughs> militiamen, specifically yeah. from American colonial era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about structure a little bit. There's order to the Imperium? What? There, there's order in the Imperial Guard because. <sighs> in fact, there's a lot of it. <laughs> there's so many orders. Oh no. But basically, what we come down to is, during the Horus Heresy, there was the Imperial Army. Uh Uh-huh. And the Imperial Army was comprised of what we call mixed units, which is to say, your tanks, uh, scouts, line infantry, so on and so forth, were all together. And operated together. And come the time that all the Space Marine Legions got broken up, it was also declared that having, like, this army unit that is so many, that can do anything, is also too powerful and needs to be broken up. That's how we get to the idea of regiments. Uh, Regiments are generally really good at, like, one thing. Killing? Uh, killing in specific ways, but yeah, killing. Murder. Yeah. Uh, the, the classic regiment that everyone thinks of when you think guard is a Cadian regiment, which comes from Cadia, a fortress world. Once. I'm guessing uh, that means, uh, yeah, I'm guessing that means they're just a heavily fortified planet out in the backwoods somewhere. <clears throat> uh, Cadia stands in the middle of a very narrow pathway from the Eye of Terror Eye of Terror out towards Terra. Mm-hmm. Right? Literally, so, Cadia is the firewall world between how you get out of the asshole of the universe and into Terra's pants. Uh, it is the thin panty liner between us and total devastation. And fun fact... Fairly recently, it fucking exploded. Um, oh, that's no good. As such, but before that, yeah, many of the Cadians no longer have a home, poor bastards. But the Cadian shock troopers are still the standard Imperial Guard unit that everyone thinks of, and they're well, pretty yeah. cool dudes. As much shit as we give them, yeah, the planet uh, fell before their line did, <laughs> or broke, whatever. They look so, like UMSC Marines. Uh, they look like UMSC it, from fucking Halo. To, to in their defense, the UMSC looks like them. That is true. Yeah. I do forget that Warhammer is much older. <laughs> uh, honestly, the the Warhammer idea of the Imperial Guard defined stock human space infantry 
for future. Right. That's interesting. I think it was a mixture of. I would argue Starship Troopers did it more. Because I think Starship uh, Troopers came out before 40k, or at least the bef- movie or the book. The book, Dipsick. Well, that. Let's find out. The book would be more defining Space Marines than Imperial Guardsmen. I suppose. Let's find out when the um, book came out. December. Uh, Starship Troopers was originally published December 1959. So yes, <laughs> so, yeah. I do believe that that came out before Warhammer. Yeah. Okay. Um. But, uh, yeah, the Starship, the two of them together, I would argue, kind of, because Starship Troopers, the movie, came out, I believe, before Second Edition came out, and that's when, Second Edition, Second Edition Warhammer is when the Guard as we know them today really became the Guard as we know them today. Starship Troopers, the movie, came out November 7th, 1997. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't realize it was that fucking It came out, like, two months after I was born. Oh, never mind, then. Then fucking Warhammer came first, absolutely. Um, or third edition. Because second edition, um... I can tell you. The Imperial Guard Codex for second edition Warhammer, everyone looks like Rambo. In fact, all the models (laughs) pretty much look like Rambo, because they didn't hit the point where Imperial Guard wasn't just Rambo. Um, <laughs> Excellent. I mean, why would you need to change from just Rambo? The men were Rambo, the women were Rambo, the Ogren were Rambo, the Ratlings were Rambo, and most importantly, the Squats were dope biker dudes. <clears throat> oh, but do they all talk like Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> that's Katachan. We'll get there. <laughs> oh, 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 that's the Adeptus Arbitae. We'll get to that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I, I'm glad that there's an entire Imperial Regiment that's just Sylvester Stallone. There, uh, technically, there's two Sylvester entire <laughs> Sylvester Stallones in oh, 40k. Oh, dear. The Adeptus Arbites Even are, better. Fact, is there an Owen? Dread. Is there an Owen Wilson Regiment that just always go, wow? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's a demon. That, oh, that's wow. That's the destroy... <laughs> anyway, so, Acadian... Uh, I think the quote is, any Cadian who can't field strip a las gun by the time they're five years old was born on the wrong planet. It's true. Interesting. Uh, the, every man, woman, child is trained to be a soldier. Cadia uh, has no conscripts. It only has guardsmen and women. Uh, when you turn 14... You join something called the White Shields, mm-hmm. which is like the, the the equivalent of a planetary defense force, but they're a lot better because they're Cadian. But they're also children. Interesting. Do they I mean, use uh, them off planet? I hope not. No, White White Shields don't get exported. That's you good. Wouldn't be off base if you were to compare them as somewhere between the Boy Scouts and the Hitler Youth, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Because, I mean, that's what they are. Uh, just... It's the Boy Scouts with more shooting. The Boy Scouts already shoot. I shot a ton in Boy Scouts. I said more. Oh. Bitch, I know what I said. <laughs> Alright. Um... So once you're a white shield, until you reach the age's maturity, fuck only knows what that means. Uh, You turn 15. (laughs) Uh, You get slotted into your your regiment and shipped off to some other corner of the galaxy. To do the thing you do. Never to see home again. Oh, damn. Uh, Fun fact about uh, Imperial Guard regiments. They are numbered, but the numbers are like jersey numbers. Are you kidding me? No. So there's no order to their to their unit number. Uh, units occasionally get uh, disbanded, and then the number is up for grabs again. Oh my god, that's awful. There like, have uh, been a couple of cases <clears throat> I bel- where numbers do get retired, just like jerseys, when the band did so good. Right. That they oh, get immortalized, cool. and their mm-hmm. jersey mm-hmm. is cast in gold and put up as a statue somewhere. 
Just a jersey so, covered in gold on Cadia. Uh, it's usually put on Terra in the Hall of Heroes. Oh, that's good. It's on like a long... There's a... They always reference like there's a hall of banners near the Golden Throne that all the best regiments go on. Oh, that's But nice. fuck knows, they don't keep that up. Yeah, they're <laughs> fucking... All of the... Uh, what are they? The, the guardsmen that were like the right-hand man to the Emperor. They're just like, fuck it, I'm not cleaning today. Custodians. Uh, yeah. yeah, literally their names are custodians and they don't clean. Yep. <laughs> Um, um, I should, I, I, I quickly want to add here, um, each world goes about this in its own kind of way here. Uh, many world, every world is required to give conscripts, except the uh. thing is conscripts and guardsmen are separate I, uh, things. Uh, well, it's, if you want to go about it, when... A world... Let, let me finish one thing okay. about numbers, and then we'll go into who joins the Imperial Guard. Okay. Uh, the, there are two examples that I want to get to about numbers. Uh, one is the three, 323rd uh, Cadian Shock Troopers, which is the Cadian Regiment in the only war book. That's where a lot of the research for this episode comes from. Uh, it's, in their it's little blurb... They, uh, they reference, no one knows how many instances of this regiment there have been. <laughs> Excellent. And then, uh, in the Syphus Kane first book that I, that I started reading, uh, the... They're from Valhalla, I think. There's nice. a planet called Valhalla. Yes. Why does that and surprise you, Brayden? I doesn't. I was just asking just to see if it was real or not. Yes. Yes, and they're cold, and the people are all blonde. Oh, what a surprise! Yeah, uh, they also are one of the few worlds that will raise regiments that are all women. Interesting. Kinda interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like there is the there is the topic of like, uh, like no, there are no uh, space marines that are women and stuff like that. But like the Imperial Guardsmen just seem to not care about that. Oh, oh, oh! Real quick, uh, that reminds me. Uh. We mentioned uh, in a previous episode that we thought the woman in Space Marine died. She doesn't. She lives to the oh, end shit. of the fucking game and even is about to fucking dare the Inquisition to come up her ass and uh, fucking um, the protagonist captain of the Ultramarines has to be like, no, they're going to destroy you. Uh. Back up. Just, it's cool. I'll go with them. Nice. Um, she's real fucking cool, and she lives through the whole game. Fuck yeah. That's Dang. cool. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, Kane, he gets basically two half regiments. Mm. Because something that the Departmento Ministorum will do, which is the logistics part of the Astro Militarum, or the, the back half of the Imperial Guard, Yeah. they, they don't really care about what you want they just give give something to you and you have to take it so they saw these two understrength regiments and were like we'll just put those together <laughs> that's fine excellent uh, one, one of them was a seasoned heavy infantry unit and the other unit was brand fucking new oops oops <laughs> figure it out and chuckle fucks can't Kane is a commissar, which I'm sh I know we'll get into what a commissar is and does, but he was like, <laughs> he he's in charge of morale, which doesn't always. Uh -huh. shoot I people. like that. I like those air quotes around morale. And his one of his main ideas was, let's combine the regiments under a new number. Okay. And he just added the two numbers together. Hey, Lamau. Because it was because the number was free. Uh, so, with number talk out of the way, as much as I am horny for mathematics, let's get to who becomes Guardsman. Uh, so, like I was saying earlier, um, kind of, when a world has their tithe come up, there's kind of two ways they can go about it. Way number one is, you, 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 and you get to fucking come, and by get, I mean you're forced to. These are conscripts. Conscripts are scared, flighty, and are given a basic laser gun and told to go to the fucking front line and start shooting, pussyfoot. 
try not to get gangrene or your dick ripped out of your body and then shoved through your head like a fucking spike because an orc can and will do that to you. Uh, that's one side. The other side is planets that actually train, like Cadians and a few other of the named types of legion worlds or regiment worlds, these groups actually train guardsmen on purpose. These guardsmen are much less flighty, marginally better equipped, and generally can actually hit the broadside of a barn. Uh, these are actual Imperial Guardsmen. Fun fact, with it... Someone mentioned that no one understood what the fuck we were talking about, how this relates to a game, so I'm gonna think about that a little bit more often as we go forward. Uh, guardsmen and Conscript are the two basic unit types of the Astra Militarum as a faction. Conscripts are cheaper and come in bigger blobs, but you also cannot upgrade them. You can just put more guys in the unit. Uh, they also have dog shit morale, which uh, we saw firsthand. Yes, they also have dog shit morale, oh, hence no. they're flighty, they're scared, and they can't hit the broadside of a barn, which is why when you play them, you basically use feats in the game that let you take m extra shots with them. Because, yeah, they may only hit on a 5 or a 6 when you're rolling a 6-sided die, but if you're rolling 246-sided die, the odds start <laughs> tipping towards your favor. It true. Guardsmen, flip side, are a little bit better at shooting, still not much better at melee combat, and marginally less flighty. But there's still regular humans armed with effectively flashlights in a place <laughs> where ancient murder robots, demigods who worship ancient eldritch monstrosities, um, eldritch monstrosities from outside the galaxy who want to mouthfuck you with their proboscis, and uh, the list goes on of terrible, and also space communists, all want to kill you. <laughs> Uh, so you're, you can get some flightiness there. No one will blame you too hard. Right. So. And that's the core they... of all, all of the, uh, Imperial Guard. Guardsmen and conscripts. That is the, that is the potato of this glorious human stew. Now, when, when a founding is called, it is generally for X amount of soldiers and there's generally, like, some lead time on that. And they are called for a reason. Like, hey, I'm going on a crusade. I need more regiments. Oh, hey, also, and this happened in Eisenhorn, uh, hey, I need 45,000 more dudes. <laughs> so have fun conscripting them. I don't care how. I need my dudes. Just get them. Yeah. So Imperial Guardsmen are the cannon fodder of Warhammer. They Not, they are meant to die. Mm, mm, sometimes. In a lot of in a lot of places, guardsmen fight all on their own. And win. Think of it this way. When a problem hits the Imperium, step one is the planetary defense force. The PDF is likely to repel minor threats, but anything major, uh, they're gonna get fucked. Then you send in the guardsmen. The guard are 75% successful against minor threats, we're talking small orc infestations all the way up to a small, a small tendril of a Tyranid Hive fleet. These things they can deal with. Mm -hmm. A small platoon of Chaos Space Marines, maybe even. Okay. Well, they won't do well, but they can win. <laughs> In theory. Here's here's my counter to that, Buzz. It's not a question of how dangerous is the threat. It's a question of how fast can assets get to the threat. There's that too. If at the end of the day you can get the White Scars to Planet X faster than you can get the Imperial Guard, then yeah, you're gonna send the White Scars because they go fast, they eat ass, and they do 9-11. Wait a minute. No, um, <laughs> they don't. Uh, the, the thing about Guardsmen is there are a lot of them. Yes. You can always get more of them. Oh, okay. 
And they come in such variety that they can handle anything. So you go from stock, lock, and barrel line infantry, like everyone's favorite Death Korra Krieg, mm-hmm. all the way to the Armageddon Steel Legions, Wait. which are tank legions. Oh, okay. Or the name's really cool. The guard are really cool because of that variety, and it's also cool because sometimes these varieties will fight together, because if you can get a platoon of Kriegsmen, a platoon of Katachan, a platoon of Elysians, a platoon of Cadians, and a platoon of Vostoians, then motherfucker, you can handle almost anything. Because you can send your fucking Elysians from the sky to land on the target, while the Katachan sneak through the jungle to fuck up the target, while the Kriegsmen establish a line to fuck up the target, while the Cadians charge forth to fuck up the target, <laughs> while the Vostoyans wax poetic about fucking up the target. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's when when a commander is in control of a theater of war that involves the Imperial Guard, it's like they're handed a toolbox of the different regiments. Mm-hmm. They don't know exactly what they're getting. (laughs) They have an idea of how to make them all work together, though. That's interesting. But, and there's a but, Uh because uh, Warhammer 40,000 is the media portrayal of a lot of things. It's also the media portrayal of the military establishment, which means there's a lot of incompetence and nepotism. Yes. A lot. Uh, Now, it should be noted that some of the most popular depictions of the Guard... Uh, are of exceptions to that rule. Eisenhorn, mm-hmm. Cypheus Kane, uh, Gaunt's Ghosts, things like that. Oh, we're, we're gonna get to the ghosts. Oh, fucking the ghosts. first and only, motherfucker. The best. Oh. Okay, so how about we use them to talk about a lot of things all at once? Uh, Lead first, us away. Let- Let's do commissars. Perfect. Everyone's favorite me. I I was going to say, now would be a good time to talk about kind of the so-called elites of the guardsmen. Because we've talked about the potatoes. The meat, I think we should, we'll get to in a minute. That's heavy support. Well, I I was thinking, and also the other elites, but the HQs are, I would, the herbs and vegetables. Right. So, the commissar. Mm-hmm. Oh, Papa Commissar. The reason I'm wearing a hat. Beautiful. Commissars are what is referred to as a political officer and a morale officer. Mm-hmm. Basically, they are sent to a school called the uh, Scola Progenitum. Progenium. Oh, got it. Uh, and they are basically taught from a very young age how to do a lot of shit. Indoctrinated! Eh. Uh, basically, there, there's a lot of people that get sent to that school, and depending on what you're good at depends, like, uh, what kind of <laughs> degree you graduate with, if that makes Excuse sense. Excuse me? Well, okay, you... So, imagine, little Braden, you happen to be born to a middle class in 40k or up, uh, house. Uh-huh. Yes, middle class and up is pretty fucking good in 40k. So, on a planet that can send you towards Terra. Uh So they do that, and you go to the Scala Progenium, you start there at six years old, you start growing up, and they notice you're very good at following the rules, your understanding of those rules is great, you're doing very well at firing practice, you're doing pretty good at melee practice, and you have a natural leadership about you. You're not as great at leadership as the guys who are going to end up as generals, but you're pretty good. And most of all, you have a little bit of a sociopathic streak. Well then, welcome to the Commissorium. The, <laughs> gra- the school, the College of Commissars. So basically, there's people with a lot of charisma, but not great at fighting, become priests. People who are really great at fighting, don't have a lot of charisma, become shock troopers. People in the middle, join the commissariat. People who are good with technology get sent to Mars. Yes, actually. 
Um, and if you're psychic and manage to not get yourself eaten by the Emperor, well then you probably end up a Militarium Sanctioned Psyker. Congrats! Excellent. So, Commissars are responsible for morale, uh, and memes. combat leadership, memes, uh, they, being they angry. Being angry. Uh, but also, like, it's, it's really weird because a commissar's job, despite depictions, is not to kill their own men to maintain morale. That'll... Killing people will close as many doors as it busts open in terms of morale. It's a, it's a very dutiful choice you make. Uh, there are three commissars I can think of. Cain, uh, Gaunt, and this... I can't remember his name, but what he does is very, very clear in my mind from the Grey Knights books. Mm-hmm. Uh, basic, uh, let's start sh- with... Give us the short version. The psychopath. Psychopath. Uh, he gets burned up. Like, his whole unit gets burned and attacked by Sisters of Battle. And he's like, well, you know what? Fuck this. And just starts shooting people, his own people, and screaming prayers, which rallies the men into charging. Wait. The idea behind uh, this path is if the more frightening thing is behind you, you're gonna run forward, because that might not kill you. That guy's gonna kill you. Charge! Interesting. Uh, yeah, Kane. Not super. We're, we're focusing on Gaunt here. Gaunt is a very. I've only seen him kill people of his own regiment when he absolutely had to. He doesn't like doing it. And he kills them by starvation. Uh, no, he shoots them with a bolt pistol. No, but his name. <laughs> well, uh, Colonel Commissar Ibram Gaunt. Mm-hmm. It's his official name and title. Uh, he graduated from being a baby commissar cadet into a full-blown commissar, uh, joined a crusade, watched the war master of the crusade die, and got promoted to, to colonel commissar. Fun uh-huh. fact about commissars, they are often promoted to leadership positions in lieu of a pure general because they still have much of that leadership training. Continue. Yeah. Uh, so, a colonel commissar is something that typically doesn't exist. A colonel has uh, control over a whole regiment. But commissars tend to operate outside of the main chain of command. But he gets his regiment. Uh, it is the Tanith 1st. Uh, I think it's technically 1st, 2nd, and 3rd Light Infantry. Mm-hmm. And he goes to Tanith. Tanith. Tanith? Tanith. Tanith. I don't know if I, I was lisping out or what, but yeah, Tanith, uh, which is a space Scotland. Oh, excellent. And the trees move. Wait. Yeah, which means uh, everyone from Tanith has a really, really good sense of direction. No. So, but so they don't get lost. No, don't, don't. We have a lot to cover. This is not the hill to die on. Why do the trees <laughs> move? It's not the hill to die on. Space Scotland, anyway. So uh, trees don't move in Scotland. So Gaunt is at the founding, and then a Chaos warship shows up, blows uh-huh. the fuck out and, of the planet, and Gaunt makes the the executive decision of we can't fight them. I'm taking my regiment and leaving because <laughs> that is the thing to do, which that will best serve the Emperor. Damn, he's not even taking the trees with him. Yeah, no, uh, they're not ants. They are just regular trees. But why do they move? Don't, like, just don't. <laughs> they have to have some uh, form of, of, like, I know trees are living, but they have to have some modicum of higher intelligence to fucking Either move. way, so he bails, and he's left with the only Tanith regiment anymore, because we can't that make any more, because Tanith is dead. Oh, and shit, so... really? Tanith is just gone? Yeah, they just blew it oh, up. Yep. Damn, I, thought, I so... thought they were just getting attacked, not the whole planet exploded. Nope. And Damn. so that is left with the first Tanith Legion, the Tanith first and only. That's a good name. Yep. Also called Gaunt's Ghosts. Interesting. Uh, so the thing about Imperial Guard regiments that kind of happens with them is once you are called up to join a regiment, you'll probably never see your home again. Uh-huh. 
And, you know, I was talking with Fuzzy off mic about how I feel it's a weird way of promoting eugenics. Or, wrong word. Nope. Really? I, I, I've, I've refined my theory into having it be eugenics. Oh, okay. So, when a regiment is in a crusade, uh-huh. or what have you, and is very successful, uh-huh. they will be rewarded with a trophy world of their own, which they get to settle. And then they get to reproduce on that world, and okay, yeah, I guess eugenics is the right word, yeah. Yeah, eugenics would be the correct terminology for that. The more powerful, the stronger, better regiments will reproduce more. Than the bad ones. Yep. Right. Yeah, that is just eugenics. Well, yeah, you, you always just think of eugenics being only the killing half, not the breeding half, so like... Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the it's not what we. There's still the killing half in there too. Yeah, it's just it's not, I forget that it's less the commissars doing all of that killing themselves, but the you know, yeah, the rest, yeah, the the, the orcs and the tyranids and the proboscises. Orcs. Oh, the uh, proboscises. So. These are the commissars, right? We we should keep moving because there's a lot yeah. of imperial guard to get through. Yeah. Um, as mentioned, let's talk about let's talk about the baby. The what? Let's talk about the baby of the imperial guard. We're going over to heavy support. Uh-huh. Going over to heavy support. Uh, I'm. We're jumping to vehicles. We don't want to talk about the I'm, other HQ choices. Does anyone care? I care about priests, engineers, and fucking command squads. Uh, so the, the thing about the Imperial Guard is that, uh, like with everything in the Imperium, everything's a holy war, everything is sacred, everything rah rah god emperor motherfucking rah. So you occasionally get uh, ecclesiarchal priests who have giant two-handed chainswords. Well, nice. ecclesiarchal priests are often equipped with a variety of things, ranging from just banners to uh, chainsaws. Um, they... They are other morale troops, essentially, where they go about it a slightly different way than the commissars. They're, don't get me wrong, they're also pants-on-head, shit-yourself-scary, but due to their fanaticism, and they're good enough at talking that they'll sweep you up in the fanaticism, too. Which With is pretty fucking cool. Somewhere. That, too. They're trained that way. Uh, they're also, you know, good at spotting heretics, heretics in the making, and also psychers that are beginning to go uh, to the warp. And Craig so Craig. they chant their litanies of devotion and mantras of hate and saw them in fucking half. <laughs> nice. Uh, you also have uh, tech priest Engiseers, who are tech priests from Mars, but better. These guys um, aren't just uh, the spindly little guys with a thousand arms. These guys are the midpoint between... Uh, tech marine and a regular tech priest. These guys are fucking warriors. They come on with an omniscient axe, a big fucking arm, and their many rights of mechanical fixing, and they fuck shit up and fix shit up. Yeah, they At like the same time. fix. You know what they fix? Mm. The Lehman Russ main battle tank. And it's variants. G- give me give me one second. Let me mention Psykers real quick, and then I'll give you I'll get. I'll, I know you're horny for the thick armor. I'm horny for it. Wait, c- calm down. The last thing that is usually found in a command squad is a psyker. Psykers, as we established, are the wizards of 40k. Like, to make a lot of psyker information really short, psykers come in a few different varieties. If you're just a wee tiny bit psychic you're most likely fed to the Emperor on his Golden Throne in order to continue powering his psychic ability to function as the Astronomicon and keep the warp gate that's underneath his chair closed. Okay. If you're decent, you can control power, you can probably levitate some shit for a while, they train you, and you Mm. become an actual psyker. These come in two flavors. Uh, Flavor one, the Primaris. Primaris psychers usually come in little squadrons of cults that together they can manifest enough psychic energy to cast powers. Nice. The other side is just... Chocolate. Uh, yeah. Uh, you're right. 
Uh, the other side is an actual single psyker who is sanctioned to be a psyker. He is allowed to live and practice his powers. Uh, they're pretty badass, actually, if you think about it, considering yeah. they managed to get through psyker school and live. And, and also be... haven't been possessed yet. Yeah, and have enough power to be by themselves when usually they would be tied up together with a whole squad. Yep. Uh, these guys are fairly powerful and often accompanied by a commissar because the commissar has a legal right to blow his fucking head off if he starts getting possessed. Does the um, does the commissar have a leash on him? Almost. Sometimes, yeah. These excellent kinky. Th these units together, along with a lord general or a colonel, uh, are what make up an imperial, a regimental command squad or a company command squad, which are essentially bet between three and six dudes who are the pimp daddy motherfuckers of this group of guardsmen. They fuck mm. shit up, they take no names, and they order their dudes around and make sure they do their fucking job. And sometimes fix tanks if they brought the tech priest along. Nice. Anyway, speaking of tech priests, they're really good at fixing up things like the Scout Sentinel and all of its variants, which are basically- I will shit in your mouth! <laughs> what? Real quick, Scout Sentinels are just ATSTs. Just go look up an ATST. That's a Scout Sentinel. We're done with that. Oh, wow. John. They, they are just ATSTs. Yep. John, take us away. I know. I know you're. You're hot and bothered. You're ready. Whip out Let's that big old battle tank. The Lehman Russ main battle tank. The workhorse of the Imperial Guard. Now, this thing. Oh, baby. It comes in a lot of flavors. It can kill anything you've pointed at. God damn. God damn. It's hard. Because, because this thing its... has... I don't think it's the only thing that's hard right now. This thing has 150 inches of armor. That's 3,810 Griffin, turn off the podcast. This, this is too adult for your ears. Yes, I'm calling you out in particular, Griffin. Anyone underneath the age of 18, go away now. Yeah, this, this might not be safe for work. You have to sign a waiver. We have to see the waiver. Continue, John. Now, think about the Lehman Russ main battle tank. That I find fascinating is they're named. Uh -huh. like, you don't just get a tank. You don't just get a tank. You get... The Emperor's Proboscis. <laughs> Vaunted Holy Lehman That Russ can't Battle be tank. a name for one of it's the It's not. Tanks. It's not. Uh, I, I could grab a book and find one. I don't care right now. I'm too aroused. Uh-huh. Now, consider, if you will, the Lehman Russ Battle Tank is just the, the treads and, like, just a huge fucking... Prometheum diesel engine clonk down and you just swap out the tank for the cannon for different things. And then a variety of things. Equally dumb edgy names from what well, I'm saying. Well, so uh, e each variant is essentially the top turret and the front facing turret are popped off and replaced with a different thing that faces around and murders for you. Uh, sometimes they also have a snowplow or something thrown on them. And sometimes they even throw, like, a bigger reloading mechanism or another extra thing on the backside. Uh, and that's how we get the various variants of the Lehman Russ battle tank, ranging from the Conqueror to the Annihilator. All of them have edgy names. In fact, it's Conqueror, Demolisher, Executioner, Vanquisher, Annihilator, Exterminator, Eradicator. This is probably really hard to learn in general school. Because yeah. you can't, like, make a handy <laughs> mnemonic of, like, oh, that's the thing that means to wipe out or destroy. Oh, wait. Okay, think about oh, it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Everything okay. is that. Lehman Russ Executioner. What's this one? Oh, it's the giant plasma cannon that can take out titans. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, basically, if you have something that needs killing, 
there is a version of the Lehman Russ main battle tank that can do that for you. And goddamn, it'll make you hard the whole time. There's doing one it. that just has a 50 caliber machine gun strapped to it. <laughs> like, it probably fires oh, bolts, sorry. you piece of shit. A Gatling cannon, my bad. Well, yeah, so the various types to make a long, a lot of listing short. The standard uh, Lehman Russ comes with a big old fucking gun. A big old fucking standard explodey gun on it. If you've seen a tank, you've seen a regular Lehman Russ. And on the front is a mounted uh, laze gun. Or, uh, ro not rotary laze gun. Fucking shit, I forget the name of it. It's... It's the machine gun of 40k. The standard, regular bullet firing machine gun of 40k is usually what's mounted on the front of a standard Lehman Russ main battle tank. The mm -hmm. Conqueror swaps out the main cannon for the Conqueror cannon, which uh, sacrifices destructive power for a little bit better mobility and accuracy, uh, and also replaces the front gun with storm bolters, which are better. Uh, bigger explodies. The Demolisher swaps out the top gun for a Demolisher cannon, which is shorter range, but also can kill a tank from the front. Hold on. Hold on. What did you say? It's shorter range. Top gun? Y yeah, the... Anyway, every time I say the rotary turret, I'm referring to the thing I was referring to. I'm just denying the witch to for forever make that Top Gun reference. Uh, the Executioner, which, as John mentioned, uses the rotary turret as a giant plasma gun that can fuck up a titan. The Vanquisher, which replaces uh, the rotary turret with a Vanquisher cannon, which is a really long dick Johnson anti-tank gun uh, that can kill a tank from far away. Um, the, the Annihilator replaces the rotary with uh, twin-length laser cannons, which fire faster and a uh, little bit less hard. Really good anti-infantry. Exterminator. Uh, Twin-legged autocannons, which shoot regular bullets, and autocannons are objectively the worst gun in 8th edition, fun fact. Uh, the Eradicator, which uh, just shoots a bigger, explodier gun. That's it. The Punisher, Gatling gun. The Incinerator, take a fucking guess, you idiot. Uh, it shoots cryo rounds. I'm gonna slap your yes, shit. Yes, do it. Uh, but yeah, it, it shoots Volkite, which is basically space future thermite. Uh, kind of actually, like it's better than uh, napalm and burnier. Burnier than napalm. So yeah, those are all the flavors of Lehman Russ main battle tank, the workhorse and big papa of the basically the entirety of the Imperial Guard's heavy weapons platforms. But that isn't where all of their heavy weapons platforms stop. So I'll, I want to take a minute. I want to take take a minute. Let let's let's walk it back a bit, all right. just a bit, and talk about Imperial Guard combat doctrine, just a bit. Actually, before we can do that, got to walk back even further because I want to talk about how they're organized, top to bottom. Okay. Make it fast. I I'm looking at the time. Excellent. I know what's up. I'm just fucking checking. Damn, boy. I'm trying to be a helpful fucking co-host. Also, I'm sweating my fucking balls off because like, we keep my AC low because we want to save money. <laughs> so, the... Every decision at the end of the day boils down to the lord of the segmentum that you, the Imperial Guard unit is operating in. So, like, every... We need to go to war here. We need to move these units here. We need to do this. We need to do that. All goes to the Lord's... Uh, Lord Segmentum. Which, I remind you, dear listener, a Segmentum is a chunk of the galaxy in relation to Terra. In yeah. case you forgot. There are five of it's them a, total. Yeah. Uh, everything except Segmentum Solar is a quarter 
of the surrounding galaxy. Except not really, because due to the position of where Terra is uh, at the time, it's like off-center. So the mm -hmm. Segmentum Tempestus is like fuck huge compared to the other three Segmentums. Interesting. Uh, the um, quote-unquote kind of like north-south ones are kind of evenly sized, but then the Segmentum to on the opposite side of the Tempestus is way smaller than the other three because mm -hmm. it's just a tiny fraction of the galaxy. Or it's a very... It's like an eighth compared to the others. Mm -hmm. Anyway, mm -hmm. continue, John. So by the nature of... They have a lot of shit to do. Lord, segmentum lords are... Sometimes they'll hear of a war starting long after it's already finished. Just because there's so much shit going on that the Imperial Guard's involved with. So they tend to appoint uh, lord generals to head up crusades mm -hmm. war masters of crusades things like that those are mostly political decisions you get a lot of commanders who they're more interested in looking like they're fighting the war than actually finishing the fight because it looks good because they're doing something that leads to a lot of people dying and you get a lot of really, really inept people in command positions. People who are like, well, I don't like Commander A of Regiment X, so I'm going to send them... Uh, they're going to charge across No Man's Land. Oh, God. Because, uh, Why? I, I, hate, I hate them. Or, uh, hey, uh, artillery, hit that part of the enemy line. Oh, no. Regiment A was charging that. Oh, no. Shit like that happens all the time. Just because it's it's a it's a game. It's all politics. Yeah. Boiling down, uh, Lord Governors of certain planets generally have a say over what's happening. And then when you get down into the actual uh, like regiment level command structure, they get a lot of. Why are we? Why are we still stuck here? Like we should do a or a this or that or the other, but we can't because we need to look like we're fighting the war more than we're actually fighting the oh. war. That gets a lot of people killed. Yeah. And there's a lot of commanders who have the a philosophy of, if you give me enough guardsmen, I could walk into the eye of terror and conquer. Oh no! Just kill everyone and anything. Yeah. Very la lackadaisical with uh, life of the Imperial Guardsmen. Right, because, oh, it's it's not that important. They're just Guardsmen. Yeah. Which kind of boils back to uh, a, a story we'll probably tell next week about the for the, the Fortress of Arrogance. <laughs> the Fortress of Arrogance is a great name. Yeah, basically uh, a truth of the Imperial Guard, depending on what regiment you're in, is uh, the shit you're wearing is more valuable than you. Oh, no. Which, when you think about Pretty it, shitty. There's, there's billions, maybe trillions of people. Manpower isn't the problem. Yeah, it's the equipment that's lost. By right. these people but dying. Yeah, but after a certain point, how valuable is experience? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like you can you can throw newbies at a wall all day, but if it doesn't get anything done, then what's the point? When you could have some soldiers exactly. live and figure out how to do shit instead of just throwing them at an impossible objective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There are some people like the Adepto Ministorum who are like, hey. We should, like, minimally train these units we're recruiting because they become more valuable to us the longer they're alive. Eh. Eh. Um. That was kind of kind of it. Okay. For, like, top-down. So, uh, I guess... To run through more of things you find in an Imperial Guard regiment. Uh, real quick shout out to kind of their other three main vehicles. 
The Chimera, which is their armored personnel carrier, uh, it's a box. It's a metal box. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> do it. No, hold it, it. Hold it. Wait for it. Wait for the meme. Wait it's for the a, meme it's episode. It's a metal boxes that uh, contains all of the contains a bunch of guardsmen and has a pretty big gun on the top. Not a huge gun, but enough gun to kill the most infantry that are in front of it, uh, and then also unload all of its dudes and make them run at the infantry it just started shooting at. Excellent. It's the bread and butter of this thing. Mm -hmm. It looks like after. Lehman Russ is then the next most iconic, and after that we do have the Sentinel, which, as I mentioned, is basically an ATST, and I really mean that in every sense of the word. Yeah, they look like the it, little, uh, like the littler ATSTs that were used in the Clone Wars. Um, yeah, it functions exactly like that. It's a bit faster than a lot of the other vehicles they have, and a little bit more nimble, allowing it to get places quicker. But it also has the advantage of you can mount a lot of different guns on the damn thing, uh, and essentially functions as a heavy weapons platform that can run. Um, mm -hmm. Unlike unlike a heavy weapons team, which usually is like three dudes carrying a big fucking gun, this is like a heavy weapons team where you put one dude in giant robot legs and tell him to run and gun. That's a sentinel. Okay. Uh, um, thank you for that. And then know. there's, I want to talk about Valkyries. Okay, let me let me just talk, say the basilisk real quick. The basilisk is what happens when a tech priest looked at a chimera and said, "I want to rip out the storage compartment and put a bigger gun on it." And so he did, and it's the it's the standard artillery of our boys in green. Uh, where you put a big fucking gun on it and say, I really want that thing 23 miles away dead, and the guys running it go, okay. And then you hear a boom, and then you wait a minute, and then the thing 23 miles away is dead because they hit it. Um, it's very fun, and I like them a lot. Anyway, what's the Valkyrie? So, uh, let me preface this. As much as I love the Lehman Russ battle tank, my favorite regiment are is I'm not sure which article to use the Elysian drop troopers. Mm -hmm. the, the fly boys <laughs> who are base. They're basically uh, airborne, but now okay, yeah, or airborne from the 41st millennia. And to facilitate this, they have a trio of vehicles called the Valkyrie, the Vendetta, and the Vulture. The Vendetta? What you'll, what you'll see a lot in Warhammer is that they, the Mars can make the chassis uh -huh. and then just put a bunch of different guns on it. Make it a new thing. Yeah. So, uh, Valkyrie, is, I'm gonna just, the Valkyrie is the one, is, uh, a VTOL ver uh, vertical takeoff and lift, uh, kind of like a helicopter, but with jets. It on. It's a pelican. Yeah, it's a that's, pelican from that's Halo. That's what it, I was about a, to say. I was like, this just looks like a pelican from Halo. It's a pelican from Halo. Holy shit! It looks like all. It's yes. like the progenitor of the VTOL sci-fi. Like fucking. Like it's the it's the carbon. It's like the carbon base of that shit. Yep. Everyone else is a little bit different, but it all looks the same. And for those of you who don't know what a pelican from. Halo is, it's a VTOL troop transport. It gets you guys where they need to go, has some guns on it, and also flies. Nothing enough to do any substantial damage, but enough. Uh, that's where... So the Valkyrie is the least armed. The Vendetta can carry fewer, but it's more of an anti-tank variant, and the Vulture is take out the passenger bay, Put more guns. It's the basilisk of the sky. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah. So those are the uh, basic. That's basically the Apache gunship of Warhammer. Mm -hmm. Uh, also naturally, the uh, Imperial Guard make use of everyone's favorite fa favorite weapon of war: the medium-sized battle tank itself. The one. <laughs> The only, the city block, the church with tracks on it. The motherfucking Bane Blade. Bane Blade. 
and and its variants. And its variants. Which there's a handy chart for that uh, one. I'm not going to go through them, but that's the gist. Mainly. Um, other things you find in the guard that also uh, have to use their own damn feet, the poor bastards. You got special weapons teams, guys who hold slightly bigger guns. Uh, we will talk about more guns at some point, because mm. we should. Uh, That's going to be a whole episode. It's going to be a whole episode. Um, but uh, special weapons teams hold guns that normally take one space marine to hold. And these guys take like two dudes to one gun. That's how they work. Mm-hmm. Veterans are guys who survive a combat and manage to keep going. Bless them. Uh, quick thing that needs to be noted. Penal legions are what happens when we don't take prisoners and turn them into robots. Uh, we give them a gun and or- send them at orcs. That's a good uh, way to do it. What if... Or if we just took Australia and sent them to war. Yeah. A penal legion. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, we have Tempestus Scions, which are literally just orbital drop shock troopers. They're ODSTs from Halo, but before ODSTs existed. Uh, and as mentioned, they were, they're the guys who did not do very well on the leadership scores in the Scala Progenium, and they, they are given better armor, uh, better a gun and literally dropped from orbit to land and then fuck anything in front of them. Um, that is their entire job. It's also should be noted that our dear friends, the Imperial Guard, make use of a couple of different kinds of, uh, filthy mutants. Um, abhumans, as they're known in-universe. These abhumans come in a variety of forms, but the two main ones that are currently made use of are the Ogryn and the Ratlings. Basically ogres and halflings. Ogryn are from big high gravity worlds and they're eight feet tall and dumb as a rock. But they're also ludicrously loyal to the Emperor. Yeah. They're also dumb as a rock. So... <laughs> They will fight and die for the Emperor, but most of them are only about as good, tactically speaking, as pointing at the thing you want dead, looking them in the eyes and saying, The Emperor wants them dead. Yeah. And so they will make it so. They're usually armed with a big fucking gun, because they can hold them, um, and so they shoot real good. Uh, they come in two varieties I can think of. One of them, I forget what it's called, but they uh, give them cybernetic upgrades in their brain so they can think tactically, and then they put them in charge of a bunch of other Augrins, and then the commander can go, hey, uh, I want you to go kill those things, but charging at them's a bad idea, and so the smart Augrin will go, got it, and will make do. Yep. The other possibility is the uh, bull Aug- the Bullgrin, which is essentially what happens when you take an Ogryn, take away his gun, and give him plate armor and a sword. And a shield. Actually, no, excuse me, not a sword. They usually just give him a big old hunk of ferrocrete and say, fuck him up. And they do. Um, most of the time their armor is patchwork welded together by a tech priest, and then they're told to go fuck up that thing over there. And thus they beat that thing to death with a hunk of ferrocrete. God bless him. Uh, the other side is, as mentioned, the halflings, aka the ratlings. They're snipers. That's it. Yeah, I've seen Th- ratlings they're also, before. They're also pretty good at other things, like cooking and everything. Uh, just fucking go read The Hobbit <laughs> and imagine them in the space future. Go Put a hobbit in the space future where it's grim and darker than normal. And The Hobbit also is really good at sharpshooting. The, yeah, and, the, and then The Hobbit's very good at <laughs> the shooting. Her, the Hobbit knows how to use a fucking gun. Yeah, they're they're um, also good at theft and smuggling and uh, etc. But the they're they're because they're fucking yeah. halflings. They're halflings. That's it. Done. Um, that's that's the gist of those guys. Uh, yeah. How are we doing on time? So uh, we're 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 at the yeah. end for for this uh, one. And then there's Next heavy episode. weapons teams, which are guys with really <coughs> fuck huge guns that have to run them manually from place to place. Uh, things that a space marine would have trouble carrying on their own. That kind of thing. 
Yeah. Oh, and last but though, oh, one more thing I really want to mention: <laughs> oh Rough, Riders. Rough Riders, Rough Riders, Rough Riders. We we will we will do that. We'll do that next okay. episode because they have a whole yeah, regiment. Right. We'll we'll talk about a bunch of the various individual regiments next episode, along with uh, other cool characters and individual battles, because there is a fucking lot of cool Imperial Guard shit out there. Excellent. We should not deep dive on individual battles, because, dear God, that'll take forever. Uh, We will... Some battles will get their own episodes. Yeah. And I know Fuzzy will hate them. But bitch, I'll read up on tactics. Fight me. <laughs> anyway, so this is this is an open call to the Grimdorks fan base. If you want to run only war for your boys here, hell no. It's a mistake. Don't do that. No, don't, uh, don't, don't take. Us I up will play. Don't, don't take, us up. Don't don't take like, me up on that. School's eating me we, alive. We, so we we probably will try to do that and it's gonna be bad and you shouldn't try to give us that because no don't christ we won't wait wait until the new game comes out wait until the new one wait until genesis comes out so that we can actually play a good system hey lamau we're gonna we're gonna to (laughs) okay well we'll have to talk about that anyway so uh (laughs) check us out uh at grimdworks pod on twitter email us grimdworks pod at gmail.com um I don't really have anything else. Not not super particularly. I, I, I don't have anything in particular either, I don't think. Nope. Uh. Okay, so with, with all that out of the way, I have been Lehman Russ Eradicator John. <clears throat> I have been uh, Vindicator Fuzzy. And I have been uh, Bane Blade, Bane Blade, Let It Rip Braden. Bray, 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 let it rip. Bam. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Grimdorks. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Like the show? Want to show your dorky pride? Go to bit.ly forward slash Grimdorks to pick up a variety of merch. Our theme song is John Hammer by Matt Lee. You can find him on Twitter at NiceWizardMusic. Our background music is Go Home and Be a Family Man by Norn Rad from OC Remix. And remember, Ave Imperator.